the end of the world is coming. It was predicted thousands of years ago. See ya! A reverse polarity sunspot. Goodbye! There is no such thing as death. Life is only a dream. This is the end. Well, good morning, it's Todd Zwillick here with Lynn Sure, You know, all week long we've been talking about the end with our friends at Scientific American, or as Celeste likes to say, the end. Dun, dun, dun. That's well, it's it's kind of a cheery subject, is <laughs> yeah. it not? Well, some some things that are ending, you're happy to see them go, and other things maybe you don't want to see them go. We oh, look, so this is not the end of life as we know it. This is the end of things we don't want around. In some cases, it's the end of, end of things we don't want around. And Michael Moyer is editor with Scientific American. He's got a long list of things that he doesn't want around anymore, some of them thankfully, which, uh, thankfully are ending, and he's here to talk uh, talk with us about some of them today. Michael, Welcome. Thanks for having me. You've uh, you've got an eclectic list here of things that are ending, and I'm assuming you like all of these things. Teflon is one. Landfills, human drivers. Here's one. Bunker fuel. What is bunker fuel, and why is it ending? Bunker fuel is basically the nastiest, tarriest fuel around, and it is what is burned on cargo ships in the open ocean, which is, of course, the open ocean has no rules, pretty much. Uh, the, uh, the, the law of the sea, in other words. Yeah, the yeah, law of the right. sea. I mean, it's 5% sulfur compared to diesel, which is 0.000015% sulfur. But they, they took all the sulfur out of diesel they, fuel, I they, Exactly. They took it out of diesel because it was causing smog and acid rain. When, when sulfur burns, it causes sulfur dioxide. It's nasty stuff. And in places like Los Angeles, where you've got so much ship traffic coming in, and then it burns and then it blows inland. This is a, a prime cause of all the smog there. Okay, so bunker fuel is something that they're getting rid of or something that you think needs to go? Well, both. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, they're, <laughs> they're slowly starting to do uh, – in, in maritime zones, which are you know five miles within a port, they're making it go down to, I think, 1% sulfur. And then hopefully are going to be phasing it down uh, from there. Right now, the estimates are that bunker fuel causes an estimated 90,000 deaths a year. 90,000? 90, 90,000. From inhaling toxic fumes? From the aggregate effects of, of all that, uh, of, of those toxic fumes. Yeah. Okay, well, as long as we're on toxicity here, let's talk about BPA, otherwise known as bisphenol A. Now, this is a chemical that's found in cans, right? What's the problem with this stuff? That's right. It's in cans, and it's in a lot of plastics. And the problem, um, well... It's unclear exactly how much of a problem it is. The thinking, though, is that it disturbs um, endocrine systems, hormonal systems. And so for pregnant women uh, and for young children, it really can affect the sexual development um, in in terms of the testes, uh, in terms of when little girls hit puberty. Um, And it's just one of these things that's everywhere around us. Uh, 95% of Americans have some trace of BPA in their body. So we can't tell exactly what it's doing because there's no control group out there. So why isn't it banned? Well, uh, they actually tried to have it banned. Dianne Feinstein inserted an amendment into the food safety bill. This is Senator Dianne Feinstein from California. Senator Dianne Feinstein from California inserted an amendment into the food safety bill. The food safety bill until that time had wide bipartisan support. Um, When this came in, everyone threw a fit. The United States Chamber of Commerce said, no, this is going to be too onerous on uh, plastic makers. And uh, the bill then has been stalled throughout the summer, and she has withdrawn the amendment and is going to put it forth in a in a smaller version in the fall, which just bans it in baby food containers. Just in baby food. Yeah. So the babies are lucky, but not the rest of us. Are you, are you saying that the uh, packaging industry, the food industry in the Chamber of Commerce got to her, got to Diane Feinstein? I got to a lot of other people who, who suddenly put up opposition to the 
uh, to the bill that wasn't there before. Isn't part of the problem that the minute uh, the, the you may get it banned, it may get banned, but then something else will pop up that we don't even know about yet. Well, well I mean, you know, environmental toxins are one of the great stories of our time, and certainly there's a lot of things out there that could. Um, potentially be very problematic that we just don't understand. I mean, you could do this list forever. This could just be a recurring list. You know, I mean, part of the the great theme of this is that this is a a large, uncontrolled study, right? And we are the study subjects. There's just no control group. We don't know what's being done to us. And everyone's exposed. And everyone's exposed. Uh, Michael Moyer, Scientific American. I say right on to this next one. The space shuttle is going away. And this, in my, I'll give my opinion here. This should have happened 10 years ago. What do you think? Yeah, I think the space shuttle, you know, it was it was meant to be the kind of cheap way to get to space, the kind of everyday uh, when they originally proposed it, it was supposed to be a, a trip a week and it was going to cost next to nothing. Well, you know, now 30 years on, I believe, from when it came out, it still cost a half a billion dollars every time it launches. And where are we going? We're going up to low Earth orbit. We're going, well, to, let, we're going to 220 may, miles As above. someone who covered the state space shuttle program for many years, may I say, I think there were some great accomplishments. I think Absolutely. it got totally off track early on from the beginning under the Nixon administration and then forward because they cut the funding before it ever got off the ground, literally. And uh, it was always operating under this dark cloud of cheaper, faster, as you say. It was meant – the other problem was NASA's PR. They advertised it in the beginning as a space truck. Who wants to cheer for a truck, you know? <laughs> sure. Teamsters. Sure. But, but may I just say, I think – um, I think we could all agree there were some truly extraordinary accomplishments Absolutely. and some very brave people who participated in the most program. Most certainly, most certainly, and we cert- don't want to take anything away from that. But it's you know it's it had its time, and now it's time for the for the next program. And most of those accomplishments were early on. Michael Moore is an editor at Scientific American. You can read uh, the end series in Scientific American. They've got Teflon landfills, gene patenting, all kinds of things that are coming to an end or should. So give it a check, Michael Moore. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.